Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. We are recording this live following the Kings. 0-3 preseason starts. I'm just kidding. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Kings are back at home. For the first time since Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors, and they faced him again tonight. A little different, though. No Steph Curry, no Chris Paul. Draymond Green still out with the ankle injury, and Klay Thompson did not play in the second half. The Kings end up falling in overtime, 121 to 115, but a ton to go over, including a lineup change with the Sacramento Kings. Some good, some bad, and... A lot of ugly in the preseason. I'm Juice. That's Mo. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, TrustNorthwest.com. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Good job. Thank you. How are you doing tonight? Um, well, I I was doing I'm still doing great. I'm doing great. It's here here's the here's the issue is preseason basketball, it should be illegal 
to go into overtime because there's, I mean, and I could say that there's no purpose, but there is like obviously strategy. You can figure things out even with whoever is playing at the end of the game for some of these NBA teams. Um, it's good. It's good for everyone. It's good for them who it's not good for, uh, the people that like want to go home and do a post game show, you know, (laughs) it's great for, yeah, it's great for those players and the coaches to like try new stuff out, draw it out, draw different plays out, execute down the stretch. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. For those who are listening to this later, we've had a couple of audio snafus. Our mixer keeps messing up, and I just heard a little sound, and it distracted me. I I got a little worried. All right, but let's uh, talk about what went down, Morgan. Um, The Kings had a new starting lineup. We learned about that yesterday. Mike Brown elected to start Chris Duarte and bring Kevin Herter off the bench. It was significant, and I I think he tried to downplay it a bit at practice by saying, hey, look, I tried Sasha in the starting lineup. Well, Keegan was out that game. Yeah. Kevin Herter was available to play, and he did play tonight coming off the Kings bench. But Chris Duarte gets put in the starting lineup, and he ends up playing the first half before leaving with a knee issue. He had an MRI. It came back clean, according to head coach Mike Brown. That's the good news. It sounds like it's a bone bruise, so I don't know how long he's going to be out. I guess we'll we'll have to see uh, how that progresses. But Chris Duarte was in that starting lineup. Kings had... You look at that starting lineup they had last year with Fox, okay. Herter, Barnes, Murray, and Sabonis. That five played more minutes than any five lineup in the NBA last year. What what jumped out to you about Chris Duarte tonight in the starting lineup? I, I mean, it just it seemed natural. It, it seemed very um, like an effortless fit, which was nice. But I, I think what made it so effortless was also the chemistry between him and Sabonis. Sabonis has that chemistry with everyone. Who the hell am I kidding, right? Like, you you see that guy just... Any any of his DHOs even are a little bit more like now he's doing with the behind the back, Mm. uh, trying to lead guys like Keegan or De'Aaron or whatever. So then he's really doing a good job of them coming off of his body and having even extra space, right? The ball is being led. They're having extra space. He's doing that with everyone. That looked really good. But I would say with Chris Duarte, I just, I loved the way that he did look aggressive. He looked physical out there. Um, His three point shot, it was in transition. You know, they threw it up to him and it was just being shot with confidence. I think he was vibing off the rest of the team because their offense was looking hot right away. And the main reason why he got put in there was his defense. And I thought tonight, especially when he was matched up on Clay early, he was tough. He was into him. It's exactly what Mike Brown wants out of his guys on defense, and that's to stay attached, play with physicality, obviously defend without fouling, but be in the guys. He made it really tough on Clay, and Clay hit some tough shots on him because Clay's just taller, oh six seven, God. right? He's just got the size advantage. But Oof. I thought Duarte did a great job making him work. And the more I looked at that, lineup i'm going you know i kind of get it like a part of me is not going to be totally surprised if come opening night that is the starting five wow okay and my thinking on it is mm. this the king's offense was awesome last year right yeah number one in offensive rating keegan's likely to have an expanded role he's better than he was last year he's stronger he had some really good moments tonight too and I think you can make a case putting someone in there like Duarte, who's good off ball, who can be a catch and shoot guy and plays good defense, maybe fits great with that starting lineup. And he's got chemistry with Sabonis. You put Herter off the bench, 
you added some more scoring off the bench, and you could stagger the lineup so you have Sabonis playing with Herter still. And I think that could be pretty potent with Monk in there too. Mike Brown is not afraid to mix shit up, right? Like yeah. he's down to try. I mean, even look at the start of last season. I mean, his first year coaching this team, and he had Casey Paula starting. Now, why was Casey Paula starting? What was the main reason? His defense, right? His defensive um, ability, like what he could do on that end of the floor. And that is so very important to Mike Brown. What does Chris Duarte have that maybe even like Kevin Herter doesn't have? A little bit more of a defensive presence, right? With just Much like more his, of a defensive presence. Right. With his strength. He has a high basketball IQ. He's aggressive. He can move laterally. Um, his athleticism is there. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like we said, if he starts make, hit, uh, knocking down his shots, then it's like a no-brainer. But I, I love that Mike Brown is trying to that out. That is the direction that they're trying to go. Um, and I don't think anyone can be butthurt about it because it's like, all right, then figure out how to get better there or in that space or in that spot, right? I mean, that's all. It's it's really, I love it because then it's just going to become more and more competitive at practices as well. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, as long as you have open communication with your players, it should be all right. I mean, it, it doesn't mean Kevin Herr is going to be thrilled by coming off the bench. The guy started yeah. with that group all year long and they also had a potent offense. He hit over 200 threes last year in that lineup, 40% clip career, you know, high in points per game. I think it was near career high in three point percentage. Like he was really good for Sacramento, but I think as they try to take a step, they want to get better defensively. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I, again, when we talked about it the other day, when it was talked about at practice and everything, I don't even think a lot of people were freaking out. I think everyone is, down for this path because it is preseason but i guess the point is don't be surprised if it ends up being something more going into the regular season yeah and it doesn't mean that herder can't play a big role on this team still i mean but the reality is mike brown is going we we said this early on even before media day He's going to hold guys to a different standard defensively this year. And I think some guys have met that challenge here in the preseason, which is exciting to see. But if you're not going to be consistent, if you're not doing the things he wants, which is playing with that physicality, bumping your guy off the spots, being good in pick and roll coverage, you're not going to get that playing time. Now, the other thing is Herter is just not knocked down his shot in I a know. minute. So I think that's another thing that's hurting him at the moment. But yeah. I think they're confident that he can get back on track. And you started talking about the second unit, right? And the second unit, Kev, oh, I couldn't think of his name all of a sudden. Kevin Herter and Trey Lyles both were the first to come into the rotation uh, in tonight's game. And then you had those guys in that second unit, and you can see where the spacing could be fun. There's there's a lot of things that can work with the staggering as well of the rotations and everything. So, yeah, there's just a lot of positives to it, and it was fun seeing Mike Brown play these guys for a while longer in this game as well. JaVel McGee, as well too. JaVel McGee did not play in this game tonight because uh, right wrist soreness. Brown said before the game, he's like, if it was a playoff game, he would have played. So I think that kind of altered some things for Mike Brown tonight. And that second unit that Morgan's talking about had Mitchell, Monk, Herter, Sasha, and Trey Lyles. 
But you know me, I love me some Trey Lyles at the five, little small ball five. But I'm like, look at that spacing out there. I know. Now, obviously, depending on the team you're facing, there could be some huge defensive issues, Mm -hmm. right, with with matchups and stuff. But, man, you think about Sasha can spread the floor, Trey Lyles can, Herder, Monk, Mitchell getting downhill. Like, that could be a really fun lineup. Yeah, I well, and that's what's fun about this team is that there's more depth, right? Uh, I I... I know we've talked about how much they were all about running it back, continuity, but they still added pieces. And now you're seeing they're going to be more significant than we even thought before. So you add some of these guys, your Yearly guy, you add Chris Duarte, JaVale McGee, add some height, all that length. Colby Jones, even going to him, it was so fun to be like, oh, this guy really is has those NBA ready qualities. You can still see like he needs to start knocking down a shot and there'll be something else there. But besides that, the way that he gets up in guys, the way that he understands the game, I just, I I love uh, seeing he, it seems like he's super strong. Uh, He knows how to move out there. Yeah. I like, I like what we're seeing. I've been really impressed with Colby Jones. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's a guy that can handle the ball. Good passer. You know, the thing with him is can he knock down his three? He was 0 for 3 tonight, but he's got a nice little in-between game, too. Good floater. He had a beautiful pass to Davion tonight that Davion passed up a layup and turned it over. That was a tough play for Davion. But, no, Colby just, he doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like someone that, if needed, can come in and help you. Yeah. He got some more minutes tonight, especially after Duarte left the game. Uh, in that second quarter. So he ended up playing, let's see, how many minutes? Colby Jones played 14, just under 15 minutes tonight. And he just looks like a, you're, I'm with you. He just looks strong. He plays kind of what Mike Brown, he, he, he plays that style that Mike Brown likes. He wants you to be physical and get in the guys. And I think he shows that. Yeah. I. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because I go, are you okay? What, I, is, what I does was that just, mean? I was just wondering because I felt bad because of how the audio started and then I felt like it got you down. And so I was just like, oh, can I check up on my teammate really quick? And is it is it true? Did it get to you a little? No, it's just all of it's annoying. I mean it's just frustrating. Yes. Yeah. And I could just I could see, hey, hey, I could see in your demeanor, in your body language. And I'm just this I'm just I, I'm just talking. You what know, do you I, mean? I know I know we're in the middle of the game. I just call like a timeout really quick. I was like, hey, you okay? God of disco in the chat. <laughs> no. What? No. What? Wow. That is really sweet of Mo. Thank you. Thank you. She a good teammate. She a damn good teammate. Hell yeah. I appreciate. See, you're the one that's like, I'm like, I don't even want to bring it up because I feel like I'm just going to get shit on. And instead, he should be like accepting of it because he seemed a little down after like I'm some not audio down. Issues. I just, I was talking and then you kind of, I heard you kind of laugh because I probably wasn't that smooth in getting my point out. And I'm like, no. go ahead, Morgan. What are you going to say about it? No, that wasn't it. I just, I, you guys fall and it, it's crazy. This cult of Morgan sometimes you guys <gasps> fall for this like, oh, she's being sweet. She's being kind. And it's not. She's phony. And you'll get that. You'll learn. Just look out for some of this stuff, okay? How? I'm over here How? just trying to put out my thoughts, and she gives me, are you okay, little buddy? It's, that wasn't even disgusting. a little buddy. It was like, I'm I'm legitimately making sure your heart 
is okay because I know how you are when audio issues come into play or something like gets you rattled. You're really good about just like moving on, but I feel like when it comes to audio, there's something no, different about I, it. I, to be completely honest, Ooh, you want to be completely honest? Right now? Yes. Yeah, it threw off the podcast completely. <laughs> we started twice and it messed up. And we like, were like vibing. No, before the seriously, before the show, the music just I play randomly cut out. I'm like, that's weird. And then I started the show. We were live and everyone's like, it's muted. Then we restarted, started again. It messed up. Then we started again and it totally took me out of rhythm. I feel like this podcast has not been smooth at all. I feel like my points, all the stuff that I wanted to get to is just kind of all over the place. So, yes, that's what I'm working through right now. Well, don't worry about it because I just think, you know, I know usually we kind of go player by player, have a little bit more of a strategy. But, like, just talk. I mean, here's the thing. Just talk about the game because there was, like, some fun. Yeah, I, And trying. I wanted to bounce back, too, because there was something else that I know you and I both were looking at each other in the start of, again, a preseason game. So not only were all the Sacramento Kings fans vibing, feeling good, it was loud, it's packed in there. That Kings offense to start this game, let me get you back to a happy place. You and I, across the way in media, we both eyed each other. We were like, holy shit, what was that about? Do you remember? No. Sabonis knocking down another three. That's one area that I was super happy to see tonight was Sabonis being aggressive. And it's critical this year. We saw in the playoffs when there was some hesitation because the Warriors did a good job taking the Kings out of the triple handoff game. But there's a couple times tonight where it looked like the Kings were suggesting they were to get in their dribble handoff game and they sent Keegan Murray. So his normal spot where he is in dribble handoffs. Yep. But instead, Sabonis just put the ball on the floor and took it hard to the rim. Dude. And th that was great to see. But I know what you're referencing early on when Sabonis had 11 points in like the first three minutes of the game. He had a couple of threes, hit a mid-range shot too, with like a turnaround yes. jumper. Yes. And he was shooting it with confidence. And that just has to happen this year. Yep. It has to. And, and him doing that tonight... I thought, early. yeah, early. He set the tone, mm -hmm. and you know, especially at home. You know, our last memory of that series was like him maybe passing up mid-range shots, and then for him to come out just firing at the start of the game. And it wasn't like force; it was all in the flow of the offense. Yes. It wasn't like oh, Sabonis is trying to get his tonight. It's like no, it was there. He took it and go get yours. There's so many times I think with Sabonis, and I love his game. He is. He passes too much. Yeah. He needs to look for his more. Yep, I agree. And I felt like tonight to start this game, he looked for his. Yeah. It, it. I think he understands the importance to every possession um, for this team, and especially when their defense isn't the greatest. And I think he has such high belief in all of his teammates, which yeah. is why he distributes the basketball like he does. I think it brings him joy. I think it brings the team together. I think there's so many good things that can come from it. But I'm totally with you. When he is shooting like that, with that type of confidence from beyond the arc, turnaround jumpers, putting the ball on the floor, making more happen with his aggressive nature on offense, that is what we're going to need to see more of because there are going to be nights where teams know how to collapse on deer in the right way or your shooting is just shit as a team. So yeah, I was 
so excited to see him making some of those shots. He had 19 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists tonight. Morgan in 25 minutes, 8 of 11 shooting, 2 of 2 from downtown. And I think his passing has just been money, too. I mean, part of it, too, is the fact that he just knows these guys better now, right? Mm. He knows where guys want th They've been working on different things, right? He knows his teammates better. Last year at this time, he barely knew Fox. Herter was new. Monk was new to him. Keegan Murray. There are so many new players. Well, what do you know? Playing a full season, getting some playoff run together, playing in the offseason, they know each other a lot more than they did last year. And I, I think you're going to see that pay off in a big way for Sacramento. But I, I loved what I saw from Sabonis tonight. I want to see that all year. Take the damn three. Take the mid-range. Yeah, let him play off you. Take it with confidence. Yes. Do not hesitate. He was quick with his decisions tonight, and I love seeing that. Yeah, you miss one, you keep looking. I mean, keep looking. Keep, I mean, figure out what it is that you need to alter, whether it's in your legs, in your mind, whatever it is, but keep shooting. Um, the other guy that I know that you and I both got excited about was De'Aaron Fox. And it's not even so much for his offense, but it was what he was doing on the defensive end. And I felt like the way that he was getting up into guys oh, from the start, just being active with his hands, being quick with his feet. I need to see that type of defensive De'Aaron Fox all the time. He's done it in the preseason. Yep. And I think the next breakdown we do on youtube our next film breakdown will drop this week we're going to focus on De'Aaron's defense here in the preseason because yeah. he's been fantastic I, I i've watched him a lot and he's been playing in the guys yeah he is yes. really bumping guys he's his on ball defense he has taken that challenge from mike brown like dude brown's told him you have to be better if you're if you're going to take a step as a player you have to become a consistent defensive player which is hard there's a lot of pressure on him because of everything he can do offensively, but you got to be a two-way guy. And, and he's so quick. He's so quick that like he's he's able to recover when there is a mess up. Or like even as a team defender, let's say it's not even on ball, like as a team defender, his it, because he is such a fast human being and let's say he's not in the right spot of where he should be in help he can still get to the spot quick enough yeah. of where he should be to take the charge or just to uh contest a shot or whatever so yeah i i i love it i, I really like what we're seeing out of him mike brown has talked a lot during training camp too about how like we have to be a better pick and roll team we were 30th in pick and roll defense last year it just they have to be better and that's why I think he's emphasizing so much, like kind of making a point with Kevin Herter. Like Kevin Herter is not the only guy that's not doing it at times, but he's using that as like, hey, we're going to, Kevin, you're going to the bench here. You're coming off the bench now. Yeah. We're going to put the guy in there that's going to do what I ask, right? I'm The guy that's going to stay attached on these pick and rolls when that screener's come and stay attached to the, the ball handler. And I, I'm seeing that from a lot of Kings defenders. Of course, Davion does all the time. Davion's so good at blowing up screens, too. Mm. But now I'm seeing it from De'Aaron Fox. You're seeing it from Duarte. And I'm like, that's a positive sign to me. I thought even tonight Keegan had some great moments defensively. He had to deal with Wiggins at times, staying in front of him, contesting shots. Keegan had one block. He, had a, he actually had another block that got taken away because it ended up being a De'Aaron Fox foul. Mm. But... I think he's taking a step in that area too. He's playing with some more physicality. Yeah, it's like he's what I he's like a sponge. 
You tell him something, you tell him what you want, and he's going to do it. Oh, put the ball on the floor. And it's not only that he does it, he wants to he wants to execute it. He wants to do it at a high level. So he started putting the ball on the floor, being more aggressive on the offensive end. Defensively, can you get your hands up in passing lanes? Can you block shots? Can you make sure that you're going body to body with guys? It being physical. And he soaks that in and is like, yo, I'm going to do that. And then he does it. Don't forget. Was that your Keegan? Yo, I'm going to do that. No, that that's not Keegan. Yeah, I'll do that. What's what would how would you say yeah I'll do that? I I don't think he would say it like that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get up and I'll get up in him. Yeah. It's just not good. You know, sometimes you just have to know who you are. You don't have a Keegan Murray, and I, it's okay. You don't have to force it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Just bail on it. You know what I mean? You you keep going. One more. One more. You don't have. Hold it. on. <clears throat> You don't have it. Can you do it once for me so I remember? I'm not even that good at it. Oh, but I, it, it reminds me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I can't do it. Okay. I can't right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm no. not forcing it. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get up in him. Okay. I'm, do, are you happy you got that in? I am. That was great. Great stuff. So, uh, Tanner, I mean, it's not terrible. Okay. Thank you. Is that what you're looking That's, for? Yes. It's not terrible. <laughs> I mean, cool. Uh, more nasal mo. Thanks. I'll work on it. What else <laughs> do you want to hit on tonight, Morgan? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I know you. Well, we gotta we gotta throw in some Sasha. One of my favorite thing. Everyone that comes up uh, to me before a game or during a game or whatever, they always mention the Sasha chant, and it makes me so happy. They're like, "We're gonna get that going one time. We're gonna get That's that." It's not go- happening. Okay. God, you're so, ugh. You, the, two negative things. <laughs> you suck at your Keegan Murray impersonation, and the Sasha chant is not happening. Like, okay. I, it could. I mean, people get excited about it. The, it. You've not read our YouTube comments about that chat. I would say it's probably 65, 35 against that that chant by the way really yes yes are they just being mean they just don't like it okay yeah well come up with something better um i know we kind of hit on this at the start but i felt like i was all over the place in the beginning because of our audio issues do, do you think if duarte's like knee thing is not that big of a deal do you think it's more likely he's in the starting lineup on opening night or do you think that Mike Ooh. would start the season with the lineup we saw last year that included Kevin Herter. Well, it's like we we kind of touched on. I don't think Mike Brown is afraid to ruffle any feathers, if you want to even put it in those terms. I don't think clearly. But I'm saying, like, to start the season, it would be it would be more surprising to most right because of all the things you already talked about of what that offense did last year with that starting five the amount of minutes they played together and everything and so to go to chris duarte you know like is he seeing something else in training camp and at practices that we're not seeing too it's not only in these games that are selling him like all right i want i want to start i want to start him this to start this season I, you know 
Caitlin Cooper, who does a lot of Pacers coverage, follow her on social media. And when that trade happened with Duarte to Sacramento, the one thing she was talking about was how much Sabonis and Duarte played so well off of each other during Duarte's rookie year in Indiana and how many of his catch-and-shoot threes came from him. Duarte's really comfortable in DHOs. I mean, one of the first plays of the game tonight was just beautiful, and it ended up Duarte under the basket drawing his second defender. Looney came over, and he found a cutting Sabonis for an and-one. It was beautiful. It was a great play to start the game, and those two have legit chemistry. And I, I... I could see what Mike's thinking with it. I mean, if he's going to go out, and Duarte's got good size. He's not as tall as Kevin Herter. Herter's 6'7". I think that's one area where, you know, they look at Kevin and go, it's good to have that size at that spot, sure. right? But with what they're trying to achieve this year to improve the defense, they may have to lean more into that. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I think some people go, well, are you you're going to take a dip in offense? Look, if you're getting more stops, it's just going to help that offense. Right, because it's fast-paced. I yeah. mean, you're scoring in transition. Why not? And, no, I I, I think when you talk about Kevin Herter and his size and how that is helpful, absolutely, because you mentioned this earlier, Clay Thompson had two turnaround jump baseline jumpers on, on Chris Durarte, which he's going to have that on many people, even if it's contested, even if there's a hand in his face. And what I thought Chris Duarte did a good job of was trying to hassle him before he could get in that position, right? And just being really aggressive, trying to just make his life a little bit harder with the handle and everything, but it's Clay freaking Thompson. And he, I mean, that shot, like he can do that shot in his sleep. So Sasha got the start last game. He did not start in this game. He came off the Kings bench tonight. Um, nothing really jumped out for me with him. I felt like um, he he he's really trying to take some charges. Well, <laughs> it, in your league, is that not a big thing to take charges? I don't. I don't that's I, what exactly. I didn't know. I didn't know if that's something that's common that we should know. Or I something. mean, Mike Brown wants his team to take a lot of charges. That's what I was getting to, though. Is that like he's could possibly be coming from just a whole different strategy on the defensive end that he's not used to. So him trying to take charges, that's in his mind, right? And sometimes it's not even the right time to take a charge. But again, it's just him trying to get the game down and learn it. From Mike Brown's point of view. And in tonight's game, he really didn't get much run. I'm double-checking at all the lineups I wrote down. He pretty much played in that unit tonight with Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Kevin Herter, and Trey Lyles. I'm double-checking here if he even played with the starters at all. He played... No, I mean, he got like 20 seconds with Fox out there tonight. But it was pretty much with that the group I just mentioned, along with a stretch in the third quarter, it was Mitchell, Monk, Colby Jones, Sasha, and Lyles. Yeah. I'm really interested to see that. I mean, they've got two preseason games to go. So, obviously, they're still trying to tinker. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just tried Chris Duarte in the starting lineup. They still have McGee on this roster. Trey Lyles has to play. 
I, he I, has to play. Trey Lyles, to me, is one of the Kings' better bench players. It's not even close. I love him at the small ball five, but I just like him on the court because his ability to stretch the floor. He's versatile. That guy works his ass off defensively, too. Yep. He's not afraid to get physical. He's, he's strong. Very strong. Yep. He's worked on his body, and he's a three-point threat. I think that's big. And he'll put the ball on the floor and dunk on somebody's head. He checks so many boxes for me as as like a rotational guy. I want to see him out there. But then again, we get into the numbers game where Mike says, I want to play nine to ten guys every night. It's going to be tough to see who who doesn't play to start the year. I think that's been the most interesting thing about Kings preseason is seeing. Of course, I know, guys, they've lost every single preseason. Oh, game. Yeah, if, if, right. But I'm just I'm just stating that really quick because like who cares? Because obviously they're just trying out a whole bunch of things They're playing whoever, whatever. But it, I think. The funnest part is seeing that they really do have that depth that we've been wanting to see. And, and like, I think with certain lineups, you'll see a little bit more of a drop off than others, obviously. But it's still nice when you see that next piece come in or in a staggered rotation and you're like, ooh, they were the missing piece in that. Like they brought this energy or they brought this confidence or they brought this like floor management um, that that unit needed. So yeah, it, it's, it's fun seeing how he's testing everything out and how that's going to translate into the regular season. I mean, he's definitely tried these guys in so many different lineups. I mean, Sasha's played with a ton and he looked his best with the starters. Yep. Um, but, and I, I want him to be in the, I want him to be in the rotation of, to start the season. Because I think if you stagger him with some of the starters, it could look really good. But I'm tr I'm, I'm just having a really tough time figuring out how Mike's going to play all these guys. Yep. You it's it's going to be who plays defense, dudes. Well, okay. You're, I mean, you're looking at everything, but it's like, it. I mean, that's like his identity. That's his MO. That's like what he does. Fox... I, Duarte's going to be in the rotation, no doubt. Okay. Whether he's starting or not, he's going to be in the rotation. We, I think we know that. So that's two. Sabonis, Keegan, HB. Five. Herder's going to play. Monk's going to play. That's seven. Lyles. Lyles is going to play. You think Davion's going to play. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. There's nine right there. Well, and then, then it's, it's McGee. Sasha and Sasha. McGee. There's 11. I mean, even Colby Jones has shown some flashes. Yeah. He, I, don't, I can't imagine he's going to play often. At least to start the season. Yeah. Um, other than that, like Alex Lynn seems like he's kind of with that third group really in the preseason. He's probably not going to play. Uh, Jordan Ford's going to be with Stockton a lot. Slauson's going to be in Stockton the majority mm -hmm. of the time. Jalen Noel, I don't know if he's going to be on the final roster. You know, they have a decision decision to make there. And then Kessler Edwards, to me, just in terms of being a rotation guy, I don't think he's shown oh, enough in man. his minutes here in the preseason to justify it. I mean, ideally, you'd love to have a guy his size with his strength to be out there, but his shooting is just not good enough. No, and and we've seen so much inconsistency from him throughout, like those flashes that we saw at the end, toward the end of last season, to uh, even now, and. You know, I'm curious if it's a if it's a confidence thing, if it's like just a mentality thing, like when he gets in there, does he not know how to just like turn it on? Because you get a quick opportunity and if you don't capitalize, you're not going to get another. And um, he has the right body type, the size and everything. He has that defensive mindset. But yeah, 
He's just, it's not, it hasn't been his best basketball this preseason. Next up for the Sacramento Kings, by the way, they play the Warriors again on Wednesday. Now, Steph did not play tonight. Chris Paul didn't play their guys. But Steve Kerr had mentioned after the game, he's going to ramp those guys up. He wants to get them, like, it's dress rehearsal time yeah. for them. Do you think Mike Brown just continues to play his guys the same amount? Or do you think he does, like, what Steve Kerr did, did tonight and go, you know what? All right, I'll, we'll sit Fox tonight. We'll sit a couple of guys. I just wonder, like, how much... Because you play these, you play the Warriors, the second game of yeah. the season. Yeah. No, I. That's that's interesting. Because at first I'd say no, like I can't imagine him doing that. Um, it just depends on how confident he feels with the other units and their ability to play Sacramento King style of basketball at a high level still, even without the offensive hub and Domasa bonus or, you know, the speed of De'Aaron Fox and what he obviously brings as an identity to this team. So if he feels like the rest need to somehow find that without those guys on the floor, then yeah, I think he can go that. I think he would go in that direction. And um, if he did, I would be down to watch that too. I'd be excited to see what, what that would, what that would mean for the rest of the squad. It's just weird too, because they play the Warriors Wednesday and then they end, end the preseason the next night on a back-to-back -back against the Utah Jazz, uh, the, the team they play opening night. Yes. Maybe that's the game where you play your, you don't really, maybe he plays his guys dress rehearsal time Wednesday against the Warriors. Okay. And then you limit the guys the next night on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Makes sense. I don't Coach. know. I don't know. Coach Deuce with yeah. a little strategy. Hey, if you're in the live chat, we appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. We should mention that each and every one of our night chats, we have a new presenting sponsor. Hell yeah, we do. Shout out to our friends at Northwest Exteriors. Ugh, I love them. Morgan, it's really simple. Getting new windows is a game changer. New windows in the studio, mm. soundproofing. You mm. It's made it so much better. This room, I used to sweat my ass off during the summertime or in the wintertime. Morgan would be all bundled up. She could see, you could see her breath. It's changed. <laughs> the people at Northwest Exteriors changed everything. New windows, dual pane. I mean, the temperature is great. The noise reduction is great. It, the sun's not impacting no, these UV windows protection. like they used, used to. And they're awesome people. So if you're in the market, if you're thinking about getting windows on your house, just do it. You will save money on your energy bill and it increases your home value too. Yeah, the Duh. amount of people that I've told to just like, I'm like, oh, the answer is new windows. I don't know why nobody told me this sooner. Um, I think sometimes it's very intimidating too because you're like, what is this going to cost? What is it? What is this going to be? Just go get a free quote. Go get a free quote today. Yeah, go to their website, trustnorthwest.com. Why? Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Also, we are on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. And we're excited to announce that our next members only live stream where we go live and just hang out and answer questions from all you guys. That will be taking place on Monday, October 23rd, 7 p.m. If you want to get involved in that, just become a supporter on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash deuce and mo. Our last one ended up being like two hours. A piano yeah, yeah. came out. Um, there was just lots of fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. So please join us. Yes.
yes, yes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Um, a couple more thoughts from this game. It was, as I mentioned at the start of this, the first home game since game seven uh-huh. against the Warriors. It just amazes me how I, I've watched a lot of preseason basketball. Yeah. Crowds are, it's empty. They're not into it. Okay. First of all, the, the end of this game, the Kings made a little comeback to force overtime. <laughs> yes. When Jordan Ford tied the game, well, oh my before God. that, Alex Len hit a three. Uh-huh. Then Jordan Ford, the local kid, ties the game at 111. And the crowd's going ape shit. I mean, it was. It was loud in there for a preseason game. Piercing. It was full yes. for a preseason game. You turn on games in the preseason, there's empty seats everywhere. This place had some energy in it. Yeah. Especially I w- late. I was really happy to see. I told dude, like we both talked about it earlier. We're like, oh, I wonder how the crowd is going to be. But then you see in those big moments, they just go wild, yeah. you know? And that was really cool to see. And there were still a lot of Warriors fans um, in one section that was near me. So I would hear them whenever the Warriors would do something. But besides that, that crowd was just in it. Super excited that basketball is back in Sacramento. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, James Ham posted some audio from Kevin Herter. Ooh. We should listen to this. Um, James Ham, of course, you could check out his show on 1320, the Kings Beat Podcast, too. Uh, he 
was with Kevin Herter after the game talking about um, the fact that he came off the bench. Off the bench. Different feel, different energy for sure. In what sort of way? Like it just takes a little more to get into a rhythm or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't uh, definitely started more in my career than coming off the bench. It's you know, something new that you have to get used to. Uh, so yeah, just different energy, used to starting games, the energy of uh, being out there first and just obviously got to prepare a little bit different. What did you see from Chris in that in that starting group? Played hard. They played hard. When you're having conversations with Mike, what are those like? I mean, this doesn't feel like it's permanent. It just feels like it's something that they're trying in, in preseason. Or is it something more than that? That's a good question. I don't really know. He uh, just told me he was going to give Chris a chance to practice with the Stars this week and start in this game and kind of reevaluate from there. So you know, just uh, see what the plan is moving forward. Where are you at just with, um, just I don't know, your rhythm and everything this season so far? Do you feel like you're you're rounding into shape? Still getting there. Still getting there. I think, you know, as we get better and more uh, better with each other so far to start the year, I think, you know, our team is in, in general is coming along you know, on both sides of the ball, uh, myself included. So I think each game I felt a little bit better, just trying to get in the flow of the game, feel <clears> some <throat> rhythm, uh, feel energy of the other guys around me, and, you know, hopefully be ready for game one. How difficult is it to try to change who you guys are defensively when realistically most of the team is back? It's the same group that was here last year that finished 24th in the league. Is there a way to change the way you guys play enough to to show improvement? I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're changing what we're doing defensively. I think it's just being better at what we already do. And it's year two of that uh, second year playing with each other and just being better on that side of the ball. But, you know, we're not doing anything differently. Kevin, uh Coach Brown told you, you know, he was going to make that change, you know, for the starting lineup. Well, what was your true feelings on that? Would you just, you know, maybe I have to look at myself in the mirror, you know, and do some things differently? Or it was just going to, you know, continue to be the professional that I Got to be a pro. Like I said, I don't know what the plan is for moving forward either way. Uh, he just was talking about this week, was going to see how it goes this week and, you know, switch it up and uh, was excited to play with new guys in practice. and. Uh, obviously, some new guys out there playing on the court tonight, and you know, got some run with the starters again back in the second half. So, uh, yeah, we'll see again what the plan is moving forward. Defensively, how do you strike that balance between up in the physicality and still trying to keep the fouls down? Yeah, I think that's the balance. That's it for everybody. Uh, you know, the way the game is called today, it's uh, definitely skill being being good on that side of the court. So, it's something everybody's got to get better at, myself included, obviously, and uh, continue to. Obviously, locking and watching film, and you know, learning what guys do. And then offensively, how do you feel like it's been for you guys getting used to some of the new um, aspects that Mike's been implementing? It's getting there. I think it's been a little choppy. Our rhythm hasn't been quite where it was last year, where I know we're, we're capable of getting to. So we just got to continue to practice, continue to play these preseason games, and uh, continue to get in shape. You know, up our up our speed and energy, and uh, I think we'll get there. It's you know, just a couple games into it. So Kevin Herter talks to the media after the game, which obviously is not easy um, because uh, you, you could tell he was not happy about it and you don't expect him to be happy no. about it. I think what's going to be interesting is if you go back to last year with Sacramento, yeah, the vibes were amazing all year. You surprised people. And I'm not saying there wasn't like, Things that happen. Of course, every team throughout a year, there's going to be someone not happy about their role. But this is significant because of what I said at the start of this. That five man unit 
the Kings starting lineup last year, they played more minutes together than any other lineup in the league. Mm-hmm. And it, it that's that's tough. It, it, you got a little adversity here, right? And Mike Brown has to strike the balance of like, yeah, we got to hold guys accountable and all that stuff. But also like it's keeping Kevin engaged and keeping his confidence up because you don't want to lose him either. Yeah. Kevin Herter's a talented player who was a legit offensive threat for the Sacramento Kings last year. They are not where they are offensively last year without Kevin Herter. The, these are the things that coaches have to juggle and yeah. good coaches know how to juggle them the right way. Like it's by trying to make sure to identify it as not a demotion, but just a change because he's going to be just as important to this squad, just in a different role. If that is the role or the change that Mike Brown keeps going with moving forward too. And for Kevin Herter and anyone else that has to go through this in any sport, it's like the best thing that you can do is change your mentality and buy in. And if you think you are better and should be in a different position, well, shit, you better work for it and you better try and prove it in any way you can. And sometimes it's still not going to be up to you. So last year with the Kings, he played in 75 games, played 29 minutes a night in his career. That's what he's averaged 29 minutes a night. So he's probably not going to be playing 29 minutes if he's coming off the bench. So it's just an adjustment. Like you said, it's an adjustment for a guy who has started the majority of the game of his games in the, the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. And he said it and he knows he just needs to be a pro. And I have no doubt in my mind that he will be, but I think you brought up a good point of just vibes because even if you are still buying in, there's sometimes that it's, it's hard to not wear it on your shoulder, like on your shoulders, on your sleeve, whatever, and show some of your body language or your emotions because you are feeling down or you're feeling like you're not being valued as much, but at the same time, if you can somehow yeah. come stronger from it, switch that and make sure that the vibes are still good around the entire squad, then yeah. every that's where success will I come from. I think what you said is so true. It's how you channel it. Like, yeah. be angry. I, that's I, I would be. I would be I pissed. Mean, you could tell, I mean, he was, even when he was asked about Duarte, he was like, he was good. Like, or what a solid or yeah. whatever. It's just... It's hard to be like, yeah, no, he definitely played. He showed why he could be a starter. Like, no, you don't want to say it's like you're feeling that you see it. But this is where, you know, it's. It's tough because in basketball, one, these are human beings. Yep. And we, at least on our podcast, we we humanize these people. They're humans. You cut them open, they bleed just like all of us. Okay, so we need to remember that they're just not numbers. So you have to understand that they're people and they have to be communicated with. But yeah, it's just, um, it, it's sports is, it's competitive. Dude. Mm-hmm. You're playing for jobs. Mm-hmm. You're playing for minutes. And if you're not playing minutes, it can, inf- it can impact your value. It could impact how teams view you around the league. There's just so many, there's so much pressure that professional athletes face. And this is like a little probably curveball that Kevin Herter wasn't anticipating coming into training camp this year. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. Now in the playoffs, his minutes got cut big time down the stretch. Mm-hmm. He wasn't knocking down his shot. They went and played Malik Monk a lot of minutes in that series. Right. So he saw like a glimpse of that, but I, I can't imagine that he thought coming into training camp, like, you know, I may lose my job to Chris Duarte. Yeah, no, I, I, I doubt that that feeling was there, but um, 
this is a challenge and it is being thrown at him and it is being thrown at the rest of the team and it's how they take on this challenge right yeah. i mean it's the first it's it's the first just like you said it's the first like of the little moments where things aren't going to be as fun things are going to i mean when i say chippy they should be chippy at practice like guys should be fighting for those spots but um i just think that's how you make a team better yeah and rotations change throughout a year too yeah you know um how many times did we see the rotation change last exactly. year? Exactly. So. Exactly. Can we get some people in the chat before we get out of here Give tonight? Give some love. Yeah, you guys, thanks for hanging. Yeah, hanging through our technical issues, one. Hanging through kind of a, a slow start. Let's just be honest. Yeah. We Slow start for us after the tech issues. Agreed. Preseason pod. We'll we'll be discussing this later, <laughs> and I am like already so, I am like scared to talk to Deuce about this podcast. Yeah, let's get to some more comments, so. Um... Mark says Kings overachieved last year. Hard to be ne negative about much. This year expectations higher. It takes coaching finesse in addition in addition to toughness. Sorry, mess that up. It's Talk okay. about finishing strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're good. Yeah, try yeah, this yeah. next one. Yeah, I'll try that one. Okay. Uh no, I I don't know that they overachieved last year, Mark. That's the one area I disagree with. I mean, they might have exceeded people's expectations. I don't know if they overachieved. I think they were just a good team last year. Gob Disco says Herter has a great contract money-wise, so he may get traded or be a good bench piece, being objective as an outsider. Yeah, I mean, and he could also be the starter opening night. Like, yep. that's the other thing, you know? But it's definitely something to watch. Jess in the chat says, I will cry if I get a shout-out. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Don't start crying. Um, who's right now your pick for the third point guard spot colby jones or jordan ford well the other guy that's you know in that conversation was keon ellis uh i think colby it's i mean it's colby for yeah. sure i think jordan is gonna be playing a lot of time in stockton and he might get a chance in sacramento everyone but it's just tough i mean you've got fox here you've got davion mitchell just depends Where, on health and who's doing you got what Malik monk yep like it's yep. gonna be tough to, to crack that but I'm excited for Jordan to have a two-way deal and, and potentially be in the mix for some stuff like that. Let's see here. Ricky in the chat says the Kings and Warriors be, could become a real rivalry. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I, yeah, I think I, it might be already. I, Draymond I, stomped on Sabonis' <laughs> chest and then taunted the crowd, almost causing like a major issue during an NBA playoff game. And and what I loved, I felt like Sabonis felt the pain of game 7 and just the playoff series yeah. of last year uh last season and really took it upon himself early on in this game to be like, "Oh, let me get redemption now." So, yeah, I I think that that vibe is there, but it's not going to be quite there unless both teams can do this again yeah. on a consistent level. Uh, Jess says she can die happy now after we gave the shout out. Well, <laughs> glad that could make your night. Justin oh. says, how do you think JaVale McGee will fit on the team? Well, I, I think Mike's really excited to have him on the team, and I think he's going to be in the rotation early on. Um, I think once he gets used to the pace, I think what I've noticed, it seems like he's there's there's huffing and puffing yeah and i don't even think he's like out of shape like yeah. that he looks like he's in great shape yep i think he's not used to the pace the kings want to play with constantly 
It's not just, hey, run up every once when we get on. No, it's like, go, you go, need go, to go, run, go. and you need to get back on defense, and you need to be in pick and roll coverage, and you need to protect the basket, rebound. Like, and then you th- need to be a lob there, and then you need to yeah. be, yeah. It's, it, there's a lot, yep. there's a demand here, and I think I think it's actually impacted a lot of guys. You know, I think everyone's still trying to get back into that type of shape. You know, it's I don't think anyone's come in the camp out of shape for Sacramento, but to be in that type of shape, and when Mike's going, hey, you need to be more physical, well, being physical, that takes a different level. It's going to punish you a little more. It's yep. going to fatigue you in different ways. But it's what you have to do, especially if you want to be a legit playoff team that wins around. Like that That's the standard you set. So guys have to get used to it. But I think McGee can be a nice backup five. I mean, they were searching for that last year. They didn't have an answer. They could not, you know, Metu for a stretch had his moments, especially in the dunker spot when he played in control. Like he had some really strong moments for Sacramento. Rashawn did not really ever feel comfortable. Um, Kato, we really didn't see last year. No, and that's what I was going to say really quick too, was just that Mm. basically all these people or most weren't even being utilized. And I think with someone like JaVale McGee, like you're going to be seeing him uh, utilized and actually playing. Yeah. That F guy 916 says Fox is showing a lot more playmaking in the in his game and aggression closing the half. Hashtag growth. Well, the other thing I noticed too, you know, we talk about him playing physical defensively. He's also, I think, playing much more physical, attacking the rim. Like he's getting in the guys. He's and, not looking for a foul. He is looking oh, to make the effing shot. Yeah, he's yeah. getting contact and he's finishing. He's yeah. just he's way stronger. He's grown up, man. He's grown up before our eyes. He's just getting so big. I'm yeah, sure. Uh, Polo says if Alex Len is hitting threes, Len deserves McGee's minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people forget there was a stretch when Alex Len was in Atlanta. It seems like years ago now that he shot a lot of threes and he was pretty good from three. And we've seen him take a couple now during the preseason. I know made a big one. Jay Triano. The King's assistant coach uh, was talking to G-Man and one of the things he was talking about that G-Man asked him about was the three-point attempt. Sacramento's taken a ton of threes. They took 45 tonight. Yeah. What's crazy too about the Kings tonight, they started eight of 12 from three. Mm. Red hot. Eight of mm. 12. And they finished 15 of 45. Different, different <laughs> Dude, insane. lineups. But my uh, Jay was just telling G-Man, Oh, if it was up to me, we'd shoot more of them. He's like, I want I want a ton of threes. He goes, of course, I want good ones. But in the preseason, he's like, we want everybody to shoot. Yeah. Like, Alex, shoot them. You, you can, this is what it's for. I like it. Yeah. So. K, uh, KO in the chest is Keegan versus Fox helped Fox too. Yeah, dude. Go, I think they helped each other a lot. Uh, Keegan's. Keegan looks really good, especially he's. I could tell he's taking a step defensively. I thought tonight. I wish I would have seen him play a little more um, with the ball and attacking. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see it. It looked more like the Keegan of last year's, but he was attacking the glass more early in the game. Though he tried to take a charge. I think it was on a drive by Wiggins or Kaminga, and he hit his hand like mm. one of the first plays. Okay. I saw him grimace, but apparently it's just yeah. right hand soreness. He's fine, but. Anyway, um, final thoughts. Preseason's almost over. Yes. We'll be back live again on Wednesday, but we want to encourage everyone who's watching us to hit the thumbs up and subscribe. And people who listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. All it does is help us grow. We should also know that, yeah, we're live after every Kings game. 
But we are being more aggressive than ever with our Kings and NBA content. We are posting literally every single day on our YouTube channel. It's practice sound. It's us talking about practice. Breakdowns. It's us talking about NBA news, doing film breakdowns. We are going to be more aggressive than ever. We want to be the go-to spot for Kings and NBA content. And so just check our page out. We're posting on the daily. So. And you can click on, uh, you can turn on your notifications too. If you're like, oh, I have a hard time remembering to go and click on your YouTube app all the time. Well, just turn on your notifications and you'll know when you have a new do some mo video up every single second. Well, we'll be better next time. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, hey, we will definitely take a look at this film and make sure to do everything better. I'm going to smash this mixer. We are going to smash the sh living shit out of this <laughs> thing, though. I am like, take. I'm serious. It's brand new. It, All right. It's got to die. We got to figure it out. Uh, we love you guys so, so, so much. We love you guys, but we got to go is what I usually say. Oh, right? my See, God. See, that's how messed up I am. We love you guys so, so much, but we... Gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. See ya. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.